Two receivers, right one left. Big blitz by Cincy. Pass over the middle. Caught Thielen on the run. 15-10. Touchdown! All right, welcome to another edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and Vikings.com audio producer Chris Corso. And this week, we are talking Vikings versus Cardinals. 3.05 p.m. Central Time at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. And what a better way to talk Vikings Cardinals with our special guest of the night, Corso. We have Mr. Larry Fitzgerald Sr. Um, of course, you know his son, Larry Fitzgerald Jr. Um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, played for the Cardinals uh, almost, what is it, since 2004, Mr. Mr. Uh, Fitzgerald? Yeah, 17 years. 17 uh, years. Pretty good career, I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Man of the year. Uh, Walter Payton, man of the year in 2016. 11-time uh, Pro Bowler. He was a two-time NFL receptions leader. Right now, he's, you know, just figuring things out. But, Larry, you, you've been intact with the Cardinals and the Vikings franchise uh, simultaneously since 2004. So when you, when you just look at this matchup on Sunday, what stands out to you? Well, it, it, it stands out that it's it's a unique matchup from the standpoint uh, you touched on the history that, uh, you know, the Cardinals, uh, when Dennis Green, former Viking head coach, who had all that success here for 10 years with the Minnesota Vikings, when he left here, he became head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and ironically, uh, one of his previous ball boys, uh, Larry Fitzgerald Jr., uh, was uh, the first pick, uh, the the highest pick at that time until they drafted Kyler Murray three years ago in, in Cardinals history, and, and Dennis Green grabbed him uh, in the third round. He and uh, uh, Mr. Graves, uh, Rod Graves, who was the general manager back then, and so it was – it was an incredible moment, and uh, it's one that uh, sort of changed the kind of the course of history in in terms of uh, the experience I've had covering the Vikings since 1978 when I moved into this market, uh, and I wanted to uh, sort of you know get into the business of covering a professional football team that uh, was making its mark but had a history of going to the Super Bowl. It seemed like on an annual basis. At least uh, up until the uh, you know late 70s, and and they've had some great teams, many Hall of Fame players, and and so uh, when when the Cardinals drafted Larry, you know it was just watching, you know the continual uh, growth in his career and development and all the things he learned here, you know from Dennis Green and Brian Billick and Tony Dungy and and, and all those uh, terrific quarterbacks, you know over the years. Uh, with Minnesota and uh, the receivers, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Jay Greed, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really something to uh, really enjoy watching, and and to see the uh, work ethic and the uh, goal setting that uh, Larry learned a lot about uh, growing up, and, and see how he would take on that challenge. And so it was, it was really something that's special. And when they get together, the Cardinals and Vikings. Um, it you know sort of puts me in the middle, uh, particularly when Larry's playing for him. You're good because, this year. Uh, You're okay now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know that that's that that is true. But I've got a lot of family out there, five yep. grandchildren, uh, all in Arizona, and uh, they uh, they're they're big Cardinal fans, and so mm-hmm. they're going to be pulling probably for the uh, Cardinals to to come through this week uh, and get another win, but. Uh, 
the Vikings for me, you know, have been sort of a mystery. Uh, watching them play all these years, I mentioned all the Hall of Fame players and and how close they've been. It's just been remarkable to me to see some of the games they've uh, let slip through their grasp at the highest stage. I'm talking uh, NFC Championship games where it just seemed like it, it's their day. They're going to get it. Uh, you know, the year 87, that team, they went into Washington after going on the road and winning all those big games against San Francisco, beating the best Saint team with Bobby Bear and that group down at the Superdome and, and then going and having the heartbreak of losing to uh, a historic moment, at least in history with uh, uh, Doug Williams leading uh yeah. Washington to that victory and then going on and setting all those records in the Super Bowl against Denver. So they've had their shot. They've been right there. And uh, this season, again, I mean, you've got a team with 12 Pro Bowl players that that, that have been in the Pro Bowl over the last uh, three, four years. And uh, so they've got a good mix of youth and, and, and talent and experience and coaching. And uh, you would hope that they would be ready to knock at the door again. Larry, before we get into this game and dive really into the matchup this week, I want you to share one story about Larry Fitzgerald Jr. being a ball boy for the Minnesota Vikings and and Dennis Green. Is there is there one story that really can stand out to you to tell Vikings fans about you know growing up in that kind of atmosphere? It, it had to be pretty special for you to watch. One that uh, that truly stands out for me was the fact that. You know, after every practice, he took the initiative to work with those guns machines and and, and to catch pass after pass and to listen to uh, some of the stories uh, from some of those great players that he had the fortune of being around. And this is all while he was in high school. And I'll never forget the day going in to uh, produce one of Denny's uh, weekly radio shows, listening to Coach tell me one day that he thought Larry – had the potential to play in the National Football League and that he was getting real close to it while he was in high school was really stunning to me uh, because I kept a focus only on just trying to make certain that he did what he had to do as a ball boy every day and uh, Marcus as well and, and not to get ahead of himself and not to start thinking about anything else. And so it was just really uh, surprising, but yet rewarding to know that Dennis Green, who's just a legend at developing talent, uh, looked at my son that way, that he had that kind of potential. And he, he wound up being right. He should have won the Heisman uh, and and obviously has had an incredible career in the National Football League with the Arizona Cardinals. So for, for Larry, I know, you know, he's a Cardinal through and through, but for you, when you look at you know, these two teams, I know you said your family more so cheers for the Cardinals that live out West, but for you, do you have an affinity for, you know, the purple? And I guess now if you do have something for the Cardinals, I guess Larry, one of Larry's best friend, Patrick Peterson is on the purple now. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I look at the Vikings, this is, this is sort of my team, you know, I've been covering Mm -hmm. them since 1978. And, And so I obviously as a journalist, I'm objective, but I want to see them do well because I'm a storyteller. This is what I do. I'm a writer. I'm a producer and a talk show host. And so it's easier, I think, to get enthusiastic about talking about a team and how well they're doing 
and how uh, great this guy is doing and how solid the defense is playing in special teams and those great coaching decisions than it is to, to do the opposite, to talk about 15 penalties for 116 yards or to trail 21 to seven and uh, have a defense that gets five sacks, but yet uh, don't force any turnovers and, and to give up the game when you're driving to win it in overtime uh, when your best player who almost had 2000 yards fumbles it, even though it was controversial. So it's disappointing to really have to dig deep and tell the truth about what you just witnessed and uh, to do it in a way where you don't offend a, a listener or a fan, but that's what we do. And so I'm pulling for the Vikings. I want to see them have success. Uh, I know these people, you know, from Rick Spielman right through the organization. I've been around these guys. I've seen the work and, and, and effort they put in and to see what they've done in the last four years to build U.S. Bank Stadium and to build the fabulous training facility, which I think is the best in professional sports, you, you want to see them do well. And so this week is one of those challenges because I know from the inside, the Cardinals are kind of trying to think the same way. You know, they've got a great facility. They're, they're in Arizona. They, they, they feel like they're a team that, that, that can get there, and, and they're doing the things that they think uh, will put them in position to be able to challenge. Thanks, Larry. We will be right back with more from our special guest, Larry Fitzgerald Sr. on Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi. Welcome back to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Before we get back into our guest interview with Larry Fitzgerald Sr., now there is still time to sign up for the TCO 5K this upcoming Saturday, September 18th. And if you need more information on that, head on over to Vikings.com to get everything you need. Now, back to our guest, Larry Fitzgerald Sr. The Cardinals scored 38 points in week one. It seems like everything in that offense runs through the quarterback, Kyler Murray. Uh, he's running up and down the field as a as a, a quarterback who can move and, and obviously is able to make plays through the air as well. DeAndre Hopkins had two touchdowns in week one. When you look at this offense, what do the Vikings need to focus on to really stop them from scoring 38 points again in week two? Well, they better get after uh, that offensive line. Everything starts up front. So the uh, the Viking defense has got to beat them to the punch flat out, and that means to take away lanes from Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray's more experienced now. He's one of the first quarterbacks I can remember in the history of the league to come in, get drafted, first overall pick, Heisman winner with a baseball background, and the decision was made that they were going to let him bring the offense that he had at Oklahoma with him to the National Football League. I mean, that yeah. does not happen. You don't hear that. Where everybody else has to sort of get up to speed with the, with that offense that they don't know that much about, but he knows everything about it. So that made him feel comfortable. And you look at the numbers he's put up in the first two years, he's been right there. But uh, he's made some, some mistakes also. Uh, because he's had a lot on his plate, making the decisions, going to the line, and having to be accurate, and then people playing tricks on him because they recognize, you know, how short he is. But yet he's he's explosive. He's not only quick, he's fast. And so you got to make certain that uh, you take some things away from him and and sort of limit him uh, in his ability because he can pull off plays on you. And so I think they're going to really have to find a way 
to take away some things from the Cardinals offensively, particularly the running game, and and to uh, make things difficult for him uh, in the decision-making process because he goes to the line with uh, with an open mindset that if he picks up something where somebody's cheating, he's got the kind of experience now and the ability to make him uh, pay on defense. Yeah, and I think anytime Kyler Murray gets outside the pocket, it's you know dangerous territory for for any opposing defense. So keeping him in the pocket is going to be the the, the big thing for the Vikings this week while trying to get some interior pressure. But I want to talk about the Vikings offense versus this uh, Arizona Cardinals defense. If you're if you're just now tuning in, we got Larry Fitzgerald Sr. on the line. And Larry, Chandler Jones last week, five sacks, three sacks in the first quarter. You got J.J. Watt now. Does this Vikings offense have enough to pierce this Arizona Cardinals defense? Sure they do. They can play with anybody when they're clicking on all cylinders. That offensive line has got to continue to develop. Uh, they certainly have to this week probably play their best game of the season. You know, you can't have all the holding penalties that they had last week. Uh, they got to continue to try to keep a clean pocket for Kirk Cousins, who's off to a really good start. The big day that he had, but, you know, there were some times where he had some plays taken away from him because the pocket collapsed. So uh, they're going to do a better job of making certain that Delvin Cook can can get into that secondary with the ability that he has because he's an explosive game breaker uh, on every play, whether he's catching a pass in a flat on a screen or whether he's kicking it off tackle or inside. Delvin Cook is that type of player. Mm-hmm. And so the Vikings have got to give him more chances. And then once they establish him, they have the ability to go down the field with what they have uh, with Thielen, and, and and Jefferson to really make the Cardinals pay on the back end. I, it felt like a lot throughout that game. The Vikings were in long distance situations, a third and 10, a second and 15, mainly because of a lot of penalties early on in the game. But if you're Clint Kubiak, you're going into your second game, second career regular season game as a play caller. What's your mindset going into this game? Are you going to throw the ball down the field a little bit more? How do you get guys like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook more involved in this offense in week two? Well, you got to make certain that, you know, football, I, I think, is a very simple game. You got to beat mm-hmm. people to the punch on first down. You got to get anywhere from four to five yards. And now you got somebody off balance a little bit because, you know, they, they, can't, they can't dictate to you. You got to dictate to them. And, and the Vikings have the ability to be able to do that uh, because you certainly don't want Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt <laughs> no. with their ability to get up the field, you know, to sort of force the issue on you. That's Those are the things that the Vikings absolutely cannot do. They cannot get behind the eight ball early in that place because it can be electric uh, with the uh, crowd noise. I mean, it's a closed environment, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So, uh, again, they're going to have to make certain that uh, that they produce big time on first down, first, second down, so that they can keep Arizona off balance and keep that defense on the field for long periods of time. And and the other part, the Vikings have to do a much better job this week of winning uh, the, the the special teams game. The, the Vikings had rotten field position in the first half, and that's one of the reasons why they wound up getting some of those penalties because of the crowd noise and being trapped on, on the back end of the field. It can happen again in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So they got to make certain that they find a way to have a much better 
uh, day starting at the 30 and the 35 and 40, as opposed to starting at the 15 and the 10, because uh, that takes away a lot of things that you have the ability to do once you're trapped on that back end of the field. For sure. So my last question for you, I mean, with all that said, uh, really quick, the Vikings will win Sunday in Arizona if? If they don't turn the football over, Delvin Cook uh, is over 100 yards, and uh, they find a way to not uh, make any mistakes on special teams. They can go out to Arizona and and quiet quiet that building, but they're going to have to produce by getting ahead of them. You know, Arizona's not one of those teams that that you want to be chasing. Mm-hmm. And and so this is the type of team that the Vikings have the makeup to be able to take it right at them and, and move it in on them. And if they're able to do those things and, and handle their end of business, not having a lot of penalties, uh, getting after uh, Kyler Murray and forcing them to lay it on the turf, they can get after Arizona and find a way to get a win. Hmm. Great stuff. That's Larry Fitzgerald Sr. Larry, we – Thoroughly and truly appreciate your time tonight. Uh, great content, great stuff. I'm sure you'll be tuned in if you're not there in Arizona at State Farm Stadium. But thank you again for joining Vikings Vantage. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Larry. Well, we know each week head coach Mike Zimmer addresses the media and gives his final thoughts heading into the upcoming game. And he had no shortage of words this week when talking about the Arizona Cardinals. All right, good morning. Um, like like uh, all things that happen during the season – had to make some adjustments here today. We had uh, no electricity in the building, so we moved practice up. We had uh, meetings like the old school with the chalkboards and uh, whiteboards, <clears throat> so we took care of that. We'll catch up the film uh, tomorrow morning uh, when, when we get back from meetings. But Arizona's a very good team, uh, terrific team speed, um, obviously very, very good on, on both sides of the ball and in special teams, great returner. So uh, we're excited to get back out there and get back to work and uh, try to be uh, the team that, that I believe we can be. So you guys had to plan extra meetings in tomorrow morning to come back in? Well, not, well yeah, we got it's not really extra meetings, but we have to catch up on the meetings from that we're going to have today and then uh, the ones tomorrow that we normally have. Mike, without bar, how did the responsibilities change for who might be you know responsible for spying Kyler Murray at various points. That go to a linebacker. Is that a defensive lineman? We'll have different different people. Yeah. With Kendricks, did did he end up getting injured in practice, or was he playing through something before? Uh, no, he he uh, <laughs> just got a tweak. He's he's all right. With, he's, with, he's all right. We just had just being cautious. With Griffin, did that was that a situation that happened away from the facility? Yes. Him- Swerved to miss a deer. Got in a car, a car accident. accident. All right, thank you. Well, the table is set, and Patrick Peterson is ready to eat against his former team, the Arizona Cardinals, on Sunday. He has some really good words to say when talking about facing his former team this upcoming Sunday in the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Sunday will be another game for me. You know, it's uh, just the next game on the schedule. Obviously, it's my old team, but, you know, I'm treating it like a, another game on the schedule. But it's a place you got a lot of history and played a lot of games. Do you think it'll be hard to try to pretend, I guess, it's another game? No, nah, not at all, because 
naturality it is another game. I have to go out there and be at my best for my team. I have to go out there and, and be dialed in for 60 minutes, not allowing any big plays, not allowing catches, um, doing whatever I need to do to make sure, you know, I slow my, my guy don't show up on the stat sheet, you know. So that's my main focus. That's my main goal going into this week. And I'm working for, uh, towards that all, all week this week. Who has more of the advantage in your mind in this situation, a receiver that knows your tendencies or you knowing the receiver's tendencies? Um, they have a lot of great receivers on on that on that roster this year. Obviously, D Hop is leading the way. AJ Green has been a 10, 11 year vet in this league. Um, my draft mate, um, Christian Kirk, had a great game last week. You know, but at the end of the day, uh, every defense has an assignment and a, and a responsibility. You know, if we're able to do that to our full potential, you know, we'll be able to make it out of downs. How impressive was what Hopkins did last year in his first year with his team, and what stood out to you about AJ Green's game over the years? Um, you know, it was very. I won't necessarily call it say it was impressive because he's been doing that for you know as long as he's been in the league. You know, he's been a 12, 1300 yard guy. You know, since day one. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't a, a surprise at all. You know, Hopps is a, a great professional. Take care of his take care of his body. Um, you know, obviously, when Sunday rolls around, he's ready to play. And AJ Green, his you know his resume speaks for itself as well. Um, you know, uh, very very talented talented receiver uh, that can make all the catches. Still got a little juice to take the top off the of defense. Um, you know, these guys have a, a, a well rounded receiver core that we have to uh, be prepared for because um, any one of those guys can make the big play. Well, once the ball kicks off at 3.05 Central Time at State Farm Stadium, Patrick Peterson will be locked in for the Purple facing against his former team. Speaking of game action, the injury report is now final. Anthony Barr and Christian Derisaw for the second week in a row will miss this game. Also, Everson Griffin, he will miss this game also with concussion. And Harrison Hand, who was battling a hamstring injury, is out also. So four guys out this week, Eric Kendricks appeared on the injury report dealing with a quad injury. Um, he is questionable as of right now. He practiced on Wednesday and practiced on Friday. So we will see what his status is like on Sunday. So we need everybody that we can get. Christian Derisaw, I think that's exciting news that he's been practicing. But going forward, we only can worry about the guys that are playing on the field on Sunday. And I'm looking forward to it. So for Chris Corso. Our special guest, Larry Fitzgerald Sr. My name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you for tuning into another edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like.